0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of REV. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to REV, R-E-V at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Krimer and our friends at Krimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves.
1: Hey, David Vaughn here. Welcome to another edition of Rev Radio. We love it when we get to come to you and speak into your life and all that's going on and kind of bring the good news of... Jesus and hope and help and a home, spiritual home, to uh, an audience that's really all around the tri-state area. So Lori and I get to do that every Sunday night, and it's so exciting. And I hope that you will certainly come and visit us at Whitewater Crossing. You can check out the website, whitewatercrossing.org, click on that uh, Plan Your Visit tab, and you can find out all about the church. We're still doing Thursday night service at 630. Meal at 5.30, uh, and then Sunday, 9.30, uh, and 11.15, and either one you go to, uh, it's pretty much all the same, but love to have you and your family come visit us, and we are so appreciative of Mark Crimer and Crimer's Beer House for sponsoring our show uh, every week, and we get to kind of speak into your life, hopefully rev it up and revolutionize it, hence REV, because I know it doesn't come from me being too reverent. Uh, so sometimes people call me Reverend Vaughn, but I just prefer David. And we'd love to have you visit. Uh, tonight's topic is on growing up. I meet a lot of people who claim to be mature Christians, but they're, in fact, baby Christians, And I talked about that uh, recently uh, on a Sunday morning, and I would like for you uh, to listen into that message, and then uh, I'm going to come back and kind of put a bow on it, because it, it really is a phenomenon uh, that I can't explain, that baby Christians are actually more mature sometimes <laughs> than those of us who claim to be mature Christians. And so we're in this series called Recreate Yourself, about making Moves about growing up spiritually. And uh, this is uh, kind of the kickoff of that. And I hope you'll listen. And I'll uh, come back in just a moment and uh, talk to you again. What does spiritual growth or spiritual movement look like? And then we're going to help you move through those different stages. And at the risk of sounding and being simplistic, here's the continuum we're going to follow. So stick with me. Here's the phases, here's the stages. We start out, and everybody here, I'm gonna talk about in a minute, starts out as lost. You know what the Bible says you are when you're lost? Dead. And everybody starts there. Some of you here today are kind of in this category. You don't even know it, that you're lost, because you haven't been found yet. You don't know you're dead because you're not alive yet. So everyone starts as lost, then we move to infant or baby, then to child, then to adult, And then to disciple, maker, or parent. Because you know you're a parent when you're able to reproduce. And everyone here sitting today is in one of these five categories. It can only be one of those five. And we're going to walk each week through them and describe for you, give you some descriptors, so you can determine where you're at. By the way, could I just say that it is really hard to teach and preach and lead to all five levels at the same time with excellence, I'm probably going to satisfy nobody in this series because there's I, I got a word for every group, but everybody hears it different depending on what style and what preference and what stage you're in. Now, before I describe the first two, that's my job and assignment this weekend, you may be asking, well, which one of those am I? And to help you and us find out, we're going to invite you to do something we have done in a long time here, so overdue. We're going to invite you to take a spiritual survey to determine who and where you are on this continuum. It's found at whitewatercrossing.org slash recreate. Whitewatercrossing.org slash recreate. I'm inviting you, I'm asking you, I'm urging you to get on this website, this link this week and assess yourself spiritually. It's a fantastic tool. It takes about 20 to 30 minutes, and it matters. I mean, the more people we get, the better we'll be at delivering the tools that you need. It will help you know where you're at and help us know where you're at so we can encourage specific moves. This is We're making sermons right now based on the feedback from this series. So today I want to dig into the first two and describe them for you because it's going to really, you don't even need an assessment test to understand what I'm going to tell you today. First category, where everybody starts, the lost, the spiritually dead. There was a movie a while back out that said, I see dead people. Y'all remember that? I see them all the time walking around and thank God they are in our church the beginners, the spiritually nuanced, the novice, we might call them explorers or tire kickers, or they're just here in the room, probably sitting in the back to make sure the snakes don't come out. And uh, we get that. You're kind of checking out Christianity to see if it's legit. Cool. No matter what you call yourself, we are elated you're here. It's the church working right. All of us in this room, even though we're not dead or lost anymore, some of us, we all started there. There is no shame there. For some of us, it takes years, years to put the puzzle pieces together to figure out that following Jesus is not this check-off list of religion, but it's all about personal relationship. People in this age, people in this stage have yet to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. They may claim to know a Christian. They may claim to be a Christian, but in reality, they're kind of their own God. They worship self. I was talking to one of my family members who I could tell by, and you know, some of the hardest people to try to win to Jesus are your own family. Jesus found that out. Cause they like, you know, changed your diapers when you were a baby and they, you know, disciplined you. But I was talking to a family member years ago who I know wasn't tight with God. And I asked him, uh, about their faith and they said, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And I was like, I was like flabbergasted because my dad's a pastor. I'm a pastor. I never saw anything in their life that would lead me to believe that. I said, really, you're a Christian. Why do you say that? He said, well, I'm not a Jew. He said, I'm not an atheist. I'm not a Muslim. So I must be a Christian. I mean, that's the way he, by, you know, default determined he would be it. And there are a lot of people in Cincinnati here, wait now. There's a lot of people in Cincinnati who think they're right with God and they're Christians because they come to Christmas Mass or Easter Mass or Easter Service or they come on Mother's Day. John Tisovec called those folks Mother You Remember him talking about that? Mother's Day, Christmas, and Easter, they're here. And awesome. I love those folks. They'll be here on Christmas Eve. Wonderful. Some of you started out that way and you didn't realize it, but back then you didn't have a relationship with Jesus. You had a religion Oh, you went to service every once in a while. You checked off the right box. Maybe you grew up Catholic school. I mean, you got a great foundation. But there was no personal relationship or conviction in your life where Jesus suddenly, it dawned on you, you know what? I don't have to earn my way. He's already done it, and I accept him. Now, folks in this stage, you will hear them say certain phrases. In this category, people say things like this, especially when they're outside of the church. Oh, David, I, I, there's many ways to get to heaven. Aren't we all just trying to get to the same place? I mean, it's kind of like God judges us all by what we do and what we don't. There's just like giant cosmic scales and God gonna put your good stuff over here and put your best stuff over here and you're gonna weigh it. And if you got more good, you're in. If you got more bad, you're out. You know how anti-theological, anti-biblical that is. I mean, anything you do, just one sin, is gonna outweigh all your goodness. The Bible says all your righteousness is as filthy rags. You can't do enough good, you can't do enough bad. He's already done the good, he endured the bad for you. But I know a lot of people think, well, God is just gonna take me because like I'm an American. I'm like, a, I, 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 that's my family, I'm like a Christian. Sometimes your people say, well, I, I, I think I'm going because I'm a pretty good person. And it's always funny because who do they compare the goodness of themselves too. It's always somebody like Hitler, you know, somebody bad, somebody in the Republican or Democrat party that they don't like. Somebody said, well, I, I just don't feel like a loving God would ever send someone to help. And the someone, of course, is me. If he knew me, oh, he knows you. The question is, do you know you? Now listen, I'm gonna make a very profound statement. You might have to think about this. Folks in this category may even be members of the institutional church and come every week, but their hearts are not converted. They got all the outside looking good, but the inside is so far from God, and they, and we do stuff all the time that we know is wrong, and we don't even care about it. We don't give, we're just kind of going through the formality. A lot of people, that's a burden to me, A lot of people on the west side of Cincinnati have just enough religion to inoculate themselves from a real relationship with Jesus Christ. So what can you do if you're in like that dead and lost category? I'm so glad you asked. Hang in here. I'm going to tell you at the end of the message your first step. Don't check out on me. But then we come to the next phase because you start out lost or dead. Then you become an infant. This is the infant. And all this is a wonderful stage for us to see. So endearing around here to see new, hungry, excited, all-in babies around here. Nothing better in my world and my life than seeing a freshly redeemed saint of God still dripping from the waters of grace. It just don't get any better than that. But often, people in this age and stage have accepted Jesus as Savior, but not as Lord, CEO of their life. They are Lord of their own life when it comes to time, talent, and definitely treasure. At this level, a person at the infant level, and some of us are in this level, some of us tragically have been stuck in this stage for years. But at this level, a person to grow must shift from placing self on the throne to putting Christ on the throne in the center of their life. We all know, some of us, the Lord's Prayer But before you can pray, thy kingdom come, you know what you have to pray? My kingdom go. So whose kingdom are you building? The kingdom of you or the kingdom of God? If it's you and a little bit of God, you're an infant. You're a baby. Here's how Paul described it, 1 Corinthians 3. See, this is not a new problem. This has been going on in the church for years. Look how he says in 1 Corinthians. And we're going to, by the way, in 2020, doing some planning, we're going to do a deep dive in the book of First Corinthians, it, 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 you will not ever have a problem in your life, a problem in this church, the church in Corinth. What a whacked out, messed up church that was! And notice, they had a lot of baby Christians, brothers and sisters. Paul says, "I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. Indeed, you're still not ready." You are still worldly. Now, here are the signs that you're an infant or a worldly Christian. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, have you ever seen little kids quarrel about the stupidest stuff? Some of you parents said, that's my daily life. (laughs) Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? See, infants can be new baby Christians. That's normal. That's positive. Everybody has to start out as a baby, a toddler, a toddler. But I've seen Christians stay babies for decades and nobody had the spiritual guts to tell them it's time for you to grow up. Churches are full of them. People who pride themselves in being right about everything. And could I just say this? People who claim to be right about everything really irritate those of us who are right (laughs) uh, about stuff. We had a gal visiting here from a smaller church years ago who claimed to be a Bible scholar. Here's how I knew that. She told me she was. (laughs) That's a warning sign right there. When you go to a preacher and say, I'm a Bible scholar and I know more about the Bible than you, automatically I'm thinking, "Mm, this is not a person that I might want to invest in. Why? They're kind of babyish in their mentality. If you have to tell people who you are, you ain't somebody. You'll find that out. But I had this woman who came up to me right after one of our All-In Days. She was visiting in All-In Days. We baptized like 100 people that day and she came up to argue with me about the way we did the baptisms. The words we said, what the sermon I preached. <laughs> now this is not a good time to catch me. I am a very soft, velvet-oriented leader until you push me past a certain limit and then the velvet comes off and I'm a a rock I'm a stone I'm the velvet brick <laughs> and I'd had enough on that day and so I said to her well how does your church do it she said well we don't really baptize that many people <laughs> oh oh I ain't done <laughs> I said well I like the way we are doing it better than the way you aren't doing it Who? I was like, God, that's good. I got to keep that. (laughs) You know what I've learned as a pastor here? With some of you, I shouldn't spend my life trying to appease people who are easily and perpetually offended. And we've had some come through here. I can never do enough right for them. That's how I know you're the right person, right? You can never do enough right for the wrong person. You can never do enough wrong for the right person. And baby Christians have this tendency, not newbies now. I'm talking about people who've been Christians for years, but have never grown up. They have a tendency to be self-centered, self-focused. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give wah, wah, wah. Did I just say that? Wah, wah, It's all about me. And like physical babies, sometimes they will scream and throw fits to get their needs met. In fact, sometimes people scream when you make a change because that's the first time anybody's ever told them no in their life. Baby Christians tend to make messes that adults in the room have to clean up. A long time ago, I heard someone gave a great definition of a baby. (laughs) Those of you who have babies, those of you who are babies, you could get this. Here's the definition. A tiny digestive apparatus with a loud noise at one end and no responsibility at the other. Isn't that what a baby is? Babies are not self-feeders, nor do, would they choose a healthy, balanced diet. If it's up to your kids, they'd still be eating Halloween candy, breakfast, lunch, dinner, Pop-Tarts all the time. When our daughter Amanda was an infant, I would sometimes feed her in the high chair and I would feed her that Gerber baby food in those little jars. Y'all remember that? I know they're still out there. I'd have a little jar of green peas, a little jar of peaches. And when I fed her the peas, it's so funny, my little girl, Amanda, she would taste those peas and then she would take her little tongue and push it right back out. But she loved the fruit. I did too, actually, but that's another story. And my daughter was so smart. I know she got that from Donna, but anyway... She was so smart that she would watch the jar I put the spoon in when it was peas and peaches, and she would reject already when the peas came out, she was, but if it was peaches, it was wide open. So I learned that, and I would from time to time fool her to get her to eat the veggies. I would take a spoon of peas and then act like I was getting some peaches out of that jar. And then put it in her mouth because she saw that peach jar coming and she was so confused. Maybe that explains why she, I have messed up my kids. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't trust anybody. <laughs> but little kids, children have to be taught how to eat correctly. Now there are some baby talks, some baby phrases that people who are long time now, again, not brand new baby Christians, but long term infants or baby Christians say things like this. Oh, I know I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm just going to say it because it's right. Here's what baby Christians say all the time. You know, the bunch of Christians down there, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. One of the members of that church, they hurt my feelings. They didn't speak to me. David Vaughn said something I didn't like. I, there's always something wrong with the church, so they go find another church sometime. And there's a good reason to find a new church, by the way. We had a lot of transfer growth here. Wonderful, most of you, wonderful people. But can I just tell you this? That you are responsible for how long you let what hurt you haunt you in your life. I don't care if it's relational. I don't care if it's family. I don't care if it's church. You have to own up that I will not be a prisoner for what hurt me and let it haunt me forever. Get, you got to get over that stuff. We're a bunch of messed up Christians in this place, especially at Whitewater. You're looking at one of the most messed up ones. Everybody here is messed up. Why don't you just admit that? There is no perfect church. And if you find one, don't join it. You'll mess it up. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Here's something you also hear in the baby Christians say, you know what? I don't go to that church or I don't like that church because all they do is ask for my money. (laughs) As if Jesus doesn't ask for everything. Hey, if you want to experiment this week, you go tell your kids who just went through trick-or-treater that you as the provider want 10%. You want to tie to their Halloween candy because you let them live there. You gave them everything. I want you to do that as an experiment and see what happens. They will not like it generally. Now, some will, but most won't. And that's the exact reaction some of us have. When God asks us to give some of our money that he has provided all for, we resist it. Sometimes baby Christians will say, well, you know what? The church just isn't meeting my needs. I'm not getting fed. Oh, that's all. Oh, I could preach a whole sermon on that. You know whose job it is to feed You! You! If you keep depending on me or whoever's on this stage or your Sunday school class or your small group leader to feed you friend, you're, not, you're a baby. Don't you aspire for more? Don't you want to self-feed? Don't you want to then start to feed others out of the overflow of your life? Here's how the Hebrew writer put it. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11. We have much to say about this. Oh, I, do, I got a lot to say. But it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time, you ought to be teachers. He's writing to a church now, a church people. By this time, it might apply to us. You ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk still being an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food... Regular food is for the mature who by constant use, notice they're feeding themselves, by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Again, dominant theme, it's time to start feeding yourself. It's time to recreate, it's time to grow up. All healthy things recreate. Move from the milk. By this time we ought to be teachers, some of us in this room. We ought to be disciple makers not just disciples who need us to feed. Amen. And some of you here know, you know you're made for more, but you've got to take charge of your own spiritual life. And could I just say a word here for those of us who are not dead, not infants anymore, and you may have detected it in my demeanor, <laughs> it's real easy to lose patience with brand new baby Christians. Patience is needed when they come up out of the baptistry. But after 10, 15, 20 years, patience is gone. But we need patience for new people. And I'm willing to give that. Sometimes people say, David, I saw so-and-so from our church doing this or that, and they just got baptized not long ago. What are you going to do about that? I saw them out there doing something. And I'll say, well, you know, if you knew, I know their story. I don't know everybody's story, but I know a lot of them. And I'll say something like this. Well, if you knew their story and how far they have come, you'd clap for them. Because they used to do that every day, and now it's like once a week. They used to cuss 20 times a day. Now it's like every other day. You ought to clap about that. See, we in the church need to be very careful. Because we tend to judge people about where they are, not where they started. Some of us got a head start on lots of people. And we're so impatient with all those people over there. Well, if they got to start where you did, they'd be farther than you based on the amount it took to get them from where they began to where they are. So I have unbelievable patience with new Christians. Oh, All the music world's talking about pop music star Kanye West. Some of y'all you know, and if you don't know, maybe you ought to check it out. It'll be a new genre for you. New Christian music album, "Jesus is King," that he just uh, dropped to express his new decision to follow Jesus. And boy, online social media is a buzz about, with mature Christians, mature Christians, because he's married into a family that's whacked out. <laughs> so people are saying, "Is this real? Is this legit? Well, I don't know. And I don't expect him, I'm expecting to do something stupid pretty soon because he's a baby Christian. I mean, he might jump up at the next Dove Awards and grab the mic from Lauren Daigle like Taylor Swift, but he's off and running. And I say, let's pray for this dude because he has a mission field in his own home that you cannot imagine. He's trying to grow and recreate himself and he's influencing people. And I have lots of patience for this guy. But if Kanye is still acting like Kanye 20 years from now, there's a problem. He's not growing. And I believe in guys like this. I could be fooled. Because there once was this guy named Saul. In the Bible. Who was killing people in the name of Jesus. He was persecuting. And he went from Saul to Paul. From killing and persecuting to being persecuted, being killed, and he was the greatest apostle ever. So let me close. What what moves need to be made to have Jesus be king of your life? Let me give you some simple things, two simple steps. What's the next step, first of all, if you're lost or dead? I said it earlier. If you're in that category, listen up. Here's the step if you're lost or dead. You need to get resurrected to new life. How do you do that? Immerse yourself in the Son of God by being baptized, by being immersed. we got great small group video and material that some of you will be going through. We hope all of you are in a group. You know what? You really need to be in a group. That'll help you grow in in community. But in that video, Micah talks about three ways to live in hope. And one of them is this step. Be baptized. If you're dead... If you're lost and you know it, get hope and get saved by following Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit. We've had quite a few all-in baptisms lately and we're torn around with having one more to start the new year. But don't wait, come and let us know. We gonna have prayer teams up here. We got, you can email us, you can talk to your small group leader. That's the next step if you're lost or dead. Make the move toward Jesus. Immerse yourself in the Son of God by being baptized. And that's the outward sign of that physical growing faith that is germinated in your life. So what's the next step if you're a baby or an infant? Immerse yourself in something else. Not just the Son of God. Immerse yourself in the Word of God every day. Let me tell you the number one way to grow spiritually. It's time proven again and again. It'll prove on this spiritual survey. Don't forget to take that. The number one way to grow spiritually in Jesus Christ is to read and meditate and reflect on scripture. If you only did that every day, it would be amazing what God would do in your life. That's why I think the number one goal of the devil is to keep you out of this book. Get you in Facebook, but get your face in this book. That, that's what he wants you out. Of. If he can keep you from the word of God and prayer, he's done his job. Here's again how Peter, last scripture, look at it. First Peter two, as you come to him. Oh, excuse me. Wrong verse. Chapter two, verse one. Therefore, rid yourselves. This is our list. If we're infants, rid ourselves of all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy, and envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. This is the milk, the Bible, the milk of God's word. It's the meat. So that by it, you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Don't do the Amanda thing. Don't push out the food. Taste that the Lord is good. Grow up. And you start Moving out of infanthood, babyhood, by reading the Bible. Now, just a note, growing as a disciple is not just about getting more information. We're going to talk about that next week. More Bible study alone does not make you a better or a deeper Christian. It makes you an educated one, and sometimes, sadly, an arrogant one. You know what? Most of us here in this room, not newbies now, but most of us here in this room are educated way beyond our obedience already. We're not gonna, one more Bible study is not gonna make us into the disciple we need to be. It's something else, and we're gonna talk about that something else. Hey, we love babies here, physical and spiritual. Next week, we're gonna pray for those babies, and I encourage you to lean into Harbortown. Nothing better than babies, physical and spiritual. Man, I hope you enjoyed that message, and I know I asked you and invited you to come visit. Hopefully, after hearing me preach, you say, oh, man, I don't want to go. You know, I hope that's not the case. After hearing me, maybe you were underwhelmed. But I really hope that you got the message from my heart. Uh, I was pretty uh, candid and pretty forthcoming. Uh, about how we all need to grow up. And uh, hopefully, you are listening to this and uh, you maybe, maybe you've fallen away. And maybe you're listening to Eagle Country and you're thinking, you know, I think I want to be in a church that speaks the truth and love. And I really do need to take some steps and own my own spiritual growth. Well, Maybe coming to Whitewater will be your first step, and we'd love to see you. So thanks again for your time tonight, and we'll talk to you again next Sunday night. Thanksgiving is on the way. It's my favorite season, even more so than Christmas. We've got some great shows lined up to finish out the year. And so uh, thank you again for tuning in to Rev Radio on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.